What's up, y'all? Happy New Year. It's another episode of Thompson and Stuff. Y'all know who I am. It's your girl, Amanda. And we're back for the new year. Happy 2023. New year, fresh start. Um, everyone is uh, hopefully sticking to their, you know, New Year's resolutions. I hope y'all still going to the gym. I hope y'all still, um, you know, doing your thing and being healthy. So, you know, it's crazy. I start with, you know, New Year's resolutions and stuff. Me personally, I don't believe in setting them. But uh, I did tell myself that I should start drinking more water. And I have. Um, It's five days into the new year. And I have drank through two cases of smart water. And I guess it's working because I have officially lost nine pounds. So I feel much better. Hopefully um, with that, it gives me more motivation to get things under control. If you guys didn't know, um, last year I was diagnosed with diabetes and um, everything, like all my vitals and stuff was just like off the hook. So I've been going to the doctor, you know, all year round. And um, I went to, I got diagnosed in February. So it was almost a year ago. Went back to the doctor probably in June. Everything started improving. Um, went back in uh, last month and uh, had a little bit of high blood pressure only because, you know, I'm very anxious. But they said everything has significantly improved. So with this, um, I hope this does make my numbers go down a lot more. So I'm very happy about that. But I'm very happy to be back talking to you guys. Now, I know I said I was going to come back and do an end of the year episode, but it's the holidays, so you get caught up in things. I hope everyone had a good Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, I hope you got everything you wanted. I hope, you know, you gave the best gifts to your friends and family. I know I did. And to me, Christmas is, um, I love to give gifts on Christmas. I love going shopping and just seeing things that I know this person would like. I know this person would love. And every year I get like the best results in the world. Um, so yeah, I was with family. I was drinking a lot. <laughs> Don't tell my doctor, okay? But yeah, I had a lot of alcohol and then um New Year's rolled around. Um you know what was odd? We have really nice weather for New Year's, like some end of the world climate change type shit, nice weather. But um I didn't uh I didn't go out, I didn't go anywhere, I stay home. Had me a little bit of Snoop Dogg wine. Had me a little bit of Douce. I ate some chips. <laughs> and I watched Ray Donovan. Now, I know about Ray Donovan. I've heard about the show. People talk about the show all the time. But I never had a chance to sit down and talk and, you know, watch it and see what it was about. So, um, we have Paramount. Well, my brother and I, we have Paramount Plus at our house. So, I just sat down and I watched it. It's a, in, it's a good show. It's a really great show, great character development, all that stuff. But it took me like, it took me probably probably like two weeks to finish the whole series. Then I had to watch the movie. So, uh, I wouldn't say wasted, but I watched the whole thing, two weeks, watched the movie. Y'all, I'm mad. (laughs) I'm mad because not all of my questions have been answered. Um, If you guys don't know. Ray Donovan was actually canceled uh, about a couple years ago, probably a couple years ago. They abruptly canceled it. So I guess that's one reason why, like, my questions weren't really answered. Like, did Bunchy and Teresa get back together? Uh, What was up with Terry and his wife? What happened to Ray? Is he in jail? What happened to Bridget? And spoiler alert, if you have not seen the Ray Donovan movie, you can fast forward through this episode. But um, on the very last episode of the original series... Um, Bridget's husband, Smitty, got killed, right? So the movie started with Smitty's funeral. So does like Rachel or Bridget go back? Does she go back to LA? Does she like continue to live her life in New York? Um, where's Connor? I mean, we know Connor got shipped to the Marines. Did he come back to New York? You know what I mean? It's just so many questions I have, and I don't think we'll ever get that, um, those answers. I don't think I'll get the answers. And uh, I guess I have to live that the rest of my life. But yeah, thank you for tuning in. Um, I always start with my thank yous. 
numbers are still growing, y'all. Everything is still growing for me. I'm so appreciative of all y'all. Every morning I wake up, I check the numbers. They go up. It's like Christmas to me. Shout out to everybody in the United States. Shout out to everybody in Germany listening. Um, I looked at the stats today. <laughs> and I actually checked that majority of my listeners are from my home state of Illinois. Uh, majority of my listeners are actually from my hometown. So I appreciate you all. I appreciate everybody just tuning in. I have listeners in Virginia. I don't know anybody in Virginia. Um, I have listeners in uh, New Mexico. I don't know nobody in New Mexico. So I just thank y'all so much for just listening to me. Like I always say, like, I'm not famous, but I'm not a stranger. Um, If you're new to my podcast, I know some people do come across my podcast. My name is Amanda Thompson. I'm an author of five books. Meet Angela, AJ Townsend, Volume 1 and 2. Meet Angela, Volume 1, 2. And I think I put out three. I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, The Meridian Dream. And that's another one. Uh, fudge, I forgot. But uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, my business Instagram for myself as the a figure is A-Marie, son of Tom. And um, you can follow me on TikTok, A Amanda Marts one and you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, I don't really tweet like that. I just retweet a bunch of like crap that is on my timeline. Like, doesn't everybody do that? <laughs> like, I just, you know, I just don't be tweeting, but I, I I tweet like promotion of the podcast and stuff, but nothing like major like everyone else does. But you can follow me on Twitter, A-MarTom1. I think it's going to be in like the description box wherever you listen to your podcast. But Let's get into this episode. So much news is happening. Let's go. So like I said in the beginning, you know, it's the holiday season. You're in the house or you're with your friends or your family and you're just hanging out and you have a lot of time on your hands. See, I was just like the corporate folk. Um, I had that whole week after Christmas that's like confusion and nobody knows what's going on and all that stuff. Um, so I just stayed in the house and I watched that Harry and Meghan documentary and in my last episode, I'm not sure if we talked about the Killer Sally documentary, which was also very interesting to me. But I'm going to start with the Harry and Meghan documentary. Now, for years, maybe since I was a teenager, um, I would read the Daily Mail. As we all know, the Daily Mail is based in London. Who lives in London? Royal family. Who married into the royal family? Meghan Markle. Who did she marry? Prince Harry. So I remember, excuse me. I remember when Kate married William. Okay. So I live in the United States, obviously. We are about a six hour difference from the people in London. So it was a Friday. They got married on a Friday. I don't know why would they get married on a Friday? Oh, so dumb. But anyway, no, I think they got married on a Saturday. They got married on a Friday or Saturday. I don't remember. But I remember being up early, getting ready to go somewhere with my mom. So it was either at the time I was in 11th grade and I was going to school in the city and my mom worked right around the corner. That or I was going to driver's ed. Again, can't remember. Don't want to waste time trying to remember. So they had their wedding, right? Six hour difference. We're up early, five, six in the morning getting dressed. They're probably having the wedding at like 11, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Big glamorous uh, event. All the cameras. Like it's, it's a serious deal because it's on American TV, you know? So after Kate and William got married, Daily Mail, all they talked about was Kate and William, Kate and William, Kate and William, Kate William. Her sister Pippa, Kate William, Kate's parents, Kate William, blah, 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 right? All positive press. And then in, uh, about, so I was like, what, 16, 17, 18? And then Harry met Megan in 2016. So I was about 25. Uh, no, 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 no. I was, I was 21. No. They got married in 2016. They got married in 2017. I was 22. 
So, around this time, I'm still reading the Daily Mail every day. They talk about William Kate, William Kate, William Kate, William Kate, uh, Prince, now Prince, or King Charles, whatever his name is. William Kate, William Kate. So then, in comes Megan. Again, William and Kate got all this good press. Well, they occasionally showed that picture where they were in the back of a car drunk, but they were kids. Doesn't matter. In comes Megan, right? And they talked about her like a dog. They say she's a narcissist. She's this. She's that. Straight out of Compton. Blah, blah, blah. Now, I studied media in high school, but it was like the most basic knowledge of media. And then I went to college yeah, I went to college and then I learned like how they can twist and make the media evil. I've seen uh, the media e- make evil of people I actually know. Like I learned that outside of college, even after, you know what I mean? I still had a lesson on that after. And it went on for years. Like these people, uh, Kate and, oh, I'm sorry, Megan and Harry, they've got to be married for like at least five years now almost 2017 yeah like they've been married five six years now and it's still it's still happening so thankfully uh they teamed up with netflix and um they teamed up with netflix and they just gave a sneak peek of their lives you know what i mean And I'm just so surprised that for people who worked in the royal family, and we'll get into their experiences in the royal family in a minute, but for me, when I watched that documentary, um, I'm surprised they live, like, such normal life. I mean, they got, like, a big-ass house. Like, you know, when you got a big-ass house, that's not normal. But they drive, like, they're normal. And I know this, like, I know probably y'all are looking at this recording, like, Bitch, you sound stupid. But seriously, they they live such normal lives. They go to the beach. They hang out with their kids. They hang out with the... And I I don't want to, like, be an asshole and say this, but with the very little family they had. Um, On the documentary, you saw Megan's mom, Miss Doria. Then you saw her niece. And the situation with her niece was so messed up because she's like she was so close with her niece. I mean, she's back close with her niece, spoiler alert. But when right around the wedding time was going on, she was so close with her niece, but she couldn't even come to the wedding, the niece. It was just her mom. And I remember watching that too. I remember seeing all these famous faces at Maggie's wedding, but the only like blood relative that was there was her mom. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, they just live such normal lives. And I was amazed that, like, you know, Harry kind of has, like, this strange, like, relationship with his family. And then their situation when they were living on that island in Canada. I just, I, I felt really bad. And I kind of felt angry towards the Daily Mail, and I I deleted the app off my phone, so I don't really read them anymore. Also, another reason why I don't, like, have any, any type of news apps on my phone is stemming from the day Takeoff died. Like, I was just like everybody else. Like, you wake up and you wake up to that news that that young man died. So, I mean, the Daily Mail just painted her to look like an a-hole, and she really wasn't. She was a really sweet really sweet woman also let's not forget that Meghan Markle is very educated like she went to Immaculate Heart High School I think that's in LA and I think Tyra Banks and all of them uh beautiful women went and then um she moved out here to Illinois she she went to college out here she went to Northwestern mind y'all Northwestern is like the highest of the highest of the highest of the highest type school to go to and then she worked for like the uh international something with uh brazil or something she's freaking educated like you can't why are you putting her down you know so that that documentary was amazing and harry kind of gave insight of the relationship with his family now i didn't know a lot about prince harry because um 
When Princess Diana died, I was two. And mind y'all, my family didn't really like, follow international news like they do now. Because I guess our news stations didn't really have that type of resource until like maybe later in, later in the years. So we didn't know a lot about Prince Harry, Princess Diana and all that stuff. But then he gave a glimpse into it. Um, what it was like with his grandmother. And they gave uh, info on... And they gave info, like, you know, on his grandfather's funeral and why Megan didn't go. It's obvious she didn't go because she was pregnant. <laughs> like, and people were like, people were just spreading rumors. I remember when he died, like, they were just spreading all these stupid rumors. So basically, this um, documentary just, it just gave a lot of insight to what I assumed. And it, uh, Harry, what also, this also surprised me. Harry, um, talked about the relationship with William. You know, the next thing I want to get into that too. Um, because it's kind of juicy. Like I just learned this information last night. Did y'all know Harry and William got into like a, a fist fight? <laughs> like I'm trying to, it's been like 24 hours since I learned the news and I'm still trying to like, Picture it like these two royal gentlemen and they throw hands like I can't see it. But then again, it's like you never know how much one person can take. And then they use their dupes and they start fighting. I'm drinking a smoothie from White Castle. But think about it, though. Um, you know, uh, man. <laughs> I just can't picture it, you know. I, I can't picture it. But, you know, there was a scene in the documentary, you know, Harry and Megan, they were like booking the flight or they were in New York or something. And Megan was like, man, that's your brother. That's your brother. When any black person say that's your sibling, brother, mother, father, oh, they mad. Oh, they mad. They big mad. So she said that too. So I guess that showed the world there is some drama going on. And then this news comes out that they had a tip, if you will. And, um, yeah. And then he had an interview with, um, what was that? Who interviewed him? Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan said, he said, um, he wants his brother and his father back, but he don't want to be in the royal family. Okay. Let's step away from the documentary. Prince Harry, how is this going to work? Because... They in the royal family, working royals, man, you want to talk to, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but, you know, they're in the media. So if you want to talk to them, you got to be in the media and all that stuff. But basically this documentary just gave an insight of uh, what we know. And Megan is not a narcissist. She's not a diva. I don't believe the news that uh, Kate Middleton got bullied or the, the little daughter who was a flower girl. I don't believe none of that mess. It's just the the media putting the black women down. Because I looked at that, um, if y'all watched that wedding, those kids, they was like, it was all Prince William and Kate's kids. They all looked so excited to be there. If a child was chastised like that, they probably even won't even want to do the wedding anymore, but they looked so excited to be there. So at the, at the end of the day, this documentary was a slap to the face to the Daily Mail. Y'all was wrong. This woman is not like this. And she worked hard. Like they showed that in the documentary. She worked hard to get an apology and uh, she won her suit against the Daily Mail because they some assholes, the Daily Mail, of course. So Good documentary. I do, uh, I do, oh, what's that word I'm looking for? I do, uh, I, w I wish you all to watch it. It's four parts, very organized, very raw, just a beautiful documentary, very positive, no negativity, no fighting. They did that behind doors, doors, door, closed doors. See, I can't talk. See, I'm a little drunk for New Year's. But they did all the fighting behind closed doors. They don't show that on camera. So I do suggest you guys watch that. It's on Netflix. Again, they do have a, um, they have a partnership. So there's another project coming out with uh, Harry and Meghan. 
um, something about African history or something. Uh, I kind of forgot. I watched the the I watched the uh, the preview uh, very briefly, but it was like two o'clock in the morning. I was half asleep. But they if it's coming out, if it's not already out, um, the next documentary I want to cover is the Killer Sally documentary. I watched this some while ago, and I forgot to cover it on a past. Um, a past uh, episode I think I was meant to cover it the last episode um but I did watch that documentary it's about a famous weightlifter her name is Sally McNeil and she killed her husband um Ray McNeil um the story that she told was she did it out of um self-defense and you know it was this big case and then she was on trial and basically at the end of the trial um, she was found guilty, sentenced to 19 years in prison. She, now she's out. She lives her life. She got remarried, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this documentary on the podcast is because I remember watching a part in the documentary after the mom got arrested. Um, do I think Sally McNeil was wrong? If her story was he was going to attack me, I had to defend myself. I want to stand by her. I myself am a victim of, uh, uh, I wanted to say relationship abuse. Um, but the thing was, it was, it was more verbal and mental more than physical. There was physical, but it was like those two were more present in the relationship. And she, she was a wrestler and all that stuff, but you know I can't I will say this this is the part I really want to talk about so there was a part after she got arrested she was in the interrogation room at the police station she saw her kids now this woman had two kids who were like 10 and 9 like they were around that age ago I can't remember exactly this reminded me, and I, I, this is kind of a weird connection, but I hope you guys know where I'm going with this. So, do you guys remember that one Allen Iverson documentary? I don't, I, there was two of them, but I think this came from the one that, um, he wasn't involved in, Iverson. And it had pictures or a video of him. He was at the, the bowling alley because, you know, Alan Iverson went to jail for a brawl at a bowling alley, blah, blah, blah. He was at the bowling alley. But there is footage of Alan Iverson looking out into the chaos, turn around, and he left. Why do I say this? Why do I bring this up? In that interrogation room on the Killer Sally documentary, her son, forgot his name, but he he's a handsome man. I saw him, he's in the documentary. He said that the man is bad. He's a bad man. And this is coming from a child. A child. And one thing we need to learn in society is that children don't lie. Especially things about that. And he was serious when he said that. So... The documentary goes on and basically the DA and all that, the, the legal people, I always say, cause you know, I don't know nothing about legal. They basically did not do her the favor uh, of, you know, y'all know what I mean? Cause I, I'm not in law, but basically the legal people didn't do her a favor and she's in jail. I want to know where was that recording? Why was that recording not being played in, in the courtroom? Her own son, her flesh and blood, Saying that that man that she killed in self-defense was a bad man. He hurt you. He hurt us. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I didn't understand that. I did not understand that. But, um, again, she served her time, 19 years. She got out in 2020, I want to say, because I remember watching her get out of jail. She had a mask on. Because everyone was wearing a mask. 2020 was like the height of the pa- the pandemic. Uh, she got out. She went to McDonald's. Had a Big Mac and a Diet Coke. And 
now she lives her life, got remarried, her kids and her grandkids and all that stuff. So um, at least I'm happy that that documentary had a happy ending. So uh, those two are very, I, I do recommend those to watch. They're both on Netflix. And yeah, so let's talk about more stuff. So right around New Year's, between New Year's and Christmas, I think it was New Year's, um, there were allegations that Nick Carter raped a young fan about 20 years ago. Now, I cannot say if he is innocent and I cannot say he is guilty. Why? It goes both ways. This is the show business, okay? People are starting these weird rumors all the time. Now, why I don't think he's guilty. Nick Carter was in one of the biggest boy bands in the two, the late 90s, well, mid 90s to now because the Backstreet Boys are still together. So when you're at that type of fame, people are going to come after your money no matter what. And trust me, I've seen Nick Carter's house on the internet. He's not broke. And I'm not trying to pocket watch either, but I just know for a fact he's not broke. But at the same time, it was like during that time where we didn't have cameras in our faces all the time. We didn't have smartphones. We didn't have social media, you know? So that allegation was coming out, you know, they had a, a show, they had a, some sort of a holiday special with ABC, ABC yanked that, which was weird. Why would they yank that away? They could have just edited him out. I don't know. But the reason why I wanted to talk about this and the, the part that bothered me, there's a YouTuber I watch. His name is Sloan. Uh, I think his name is Mike Sloan or something, but he's about my age. And he has his own YouTube channel where he does a lot of deep dive videos. And he always says in his disclaimer, I find the the research I have through stories and through, you know, stories you've heard, through news clippings and all that stuff. He always said that disclaimer, to my knowledge. But it actually came out that after he made his video about Nick Carter... There was a phone number that texted his father and basically threatening, threatening, threatening <laughs> Sloan, uh, threatening Sloan's life. And again, this goes back to my, my saying that as journalists, as podcasters, as people in media, um, we definitely should be careful about what we say. Sometimes I do get on this mic and be like, I don't know if I should talk about that. I don't know because I don't want people coming out. Like, but it's it's really messed up um, that that happened to Sloan. And he's I don't know. I've never met Sloan. I just watched his videos. He seems like a very kind person. But for someone, oh, it, here's the thing, y'all. The person texting Sloan's family or harassing Sloan's family claimed to be. Uh, Nick Carter's wife. I think her name is Laura, Lauren or something. So yeah. Now, I also have scattered thoughts about this because one, Sloan said that when he did research on the phone number, it was one of those phone numbers you create. So something like a text now number that like it won't be tracked and all that stuff. So it could either mean that this person is not Laura Carter, whatever her name is, and they're playing a really, 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 really stupid prank on them, or it's someone from Nick Carter's camp, or, you know, it's just weird. And I just hate that it happened for Sloan. And this is also why I... Do not like today's technology a lot because, you know, it can happen like this. And I also try not to, it also sucks because this was right around the time Aaron passed away. And we lost Aaron in November, right? So Nick, like this is his brother. He grew up with Aaron. Like they were together 
sometimes, in my opinion, I don't know, from what I saw, because, you know, they had the House Carters, and they had songs together, and all that stuff, and then when him and Lauren, Nick and Lauren got married, if y'all ever watched the show, I never really had a chance to watch the show, but I know Aaron was on there, and they, they got married, what, 2013 or so, yeah, he was on the show, so yeah, like, he was still grieving his brother Aaron, so, you know, that could be a lot, but at the same time, it's messed up what happened to Sloan. Um, but the, the the allegations went quiet. It's been very quiet about the allegations. I haven't heard anything else, but I just wanted to talk about, you know, them threatening Sloan. Very kind guy. And I hope that whoever, I hope Sloan catches whoever threatened him because that's some BS and nobody should ever be threatened. Nobody's family should ever be threatened. Nobody's family should be punished for what a one family member does so i'm just leaving it at that and let it roll out um let's see so there is a debate <laughs> and lord knows i have been bothered about this debate so many times i'm going to talk about it one time and one time only because it's like you're you're debating about your two favorite uncles but i don't look at quick as an uncle i look at dre as an uncle but not quick never so there is a story that came out well um okay not a story not a story i'll start over dj quick <laughs> i don't know why i said his name like that everyone knows dj quick is my favorite rapper of all time i mean i listen wayne and drake and all that stuff that was high school well, Lil Wayne came out, I was very young, but Lil Wayne was like a, a kid and like the big time, oh no, not the big time, it's the hot boys and all that stuff. I was too young to listen to that. And then uh, he got like more popular, middle school, high school, then Drake came out, all that stuff. That's for y'all. My favorite rapper of all time is DJ Quick. I have all his albums. I was like <laughs> his number one fan. He followed me on Instagram for a while, but he unfollowed me. I don't know why, but quick, if you're listening, follow back. I love you. So quick went on Twitter and thank God he said this before, like on the tweets and stuff. So let's not forget. He said, I'm not having a meltdown and I'm going to paraphrase. This is how I feel. And he basically said, he should have big been big. I cannot talk for some reason. <laughs> he should have been big like Dr. Dre or as bigger as Dr. Dre. Okay. And I stand by him. Let me break down why. DJ Quick has been in the business since he was 17 years old. He was born in 1970, 1987-17. DJ Quick's from Compton. We all know this as hip-hop fans. DJ Quick put out a street tape called the Red Tape or something. This was before Quick as a Name. Quick as a Name came out when he was like 20, 21. Okay? That man hustled. He had a not-so-great growing up, from what I know. He hustled. He got his own record deal. He worked with all of the best, Easy e He put on talent, all that stuff, right? Also, you got to remember, DJ Quick produced for people we you didn't know. Bet you didn't know this. You know those claps in the club? Boom, 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 boom. Those claps are DJ Quick's claps. DJ Quick produced music for all a lot of people. Snoop Dogg. R. Kelly, who else? Truth Hurts, Sugar Free, obviously. He put on talents. Don't get me wrong. Dr. Dre put on talent. But I will say this, and y'all can argue with me in my Instagram DMs. Doc, Dr. Dre put on ta talent, yes. But some of them talents we have not heard from in years. Think about it. Um, let's see. So you guys know the Wash soundtrack, right? The Wash the movie came out in like 2001. I go back in 2022, just last year. 
I'm looking at the names on the back of these the album. I don't know who half these people are. <laughs> Nocturnal. He just resurrected from wherever he was. Nocturnal was a big producer back in the day. You know what I mean? I, you know, and I make an exception for now, the artist he has now. Um, Anderson Pac. He put Anderson Pac on. Some of the people from the Compton album. Besides Anderson Pac, besides Kendrick, well, he didn't put Kendrick Lamar. I haven't heard from them. <laughs> King T and all that. So I haven't heard from them people in a long time. Well, if you look at Quick, he put on Sugar Free. He's still touring and still making music. And people know who he is. Second to none. I only see one of them, but he's still making music. He's still grinding. Who else? Um, Second to none, DJ Quick. AMG! All of them. They still out there. Quick put out some talent that are still out there hustling. Quick has an acting career. If you guys don't know, he was DJ Hilly Hill and, and uh, Everybody Hates Chris. You know, Dr. Dre's been in a couple movies, but ain't nothing but for like, what, five minutes? He was in, and I love Dr. Dre. Please, y'all don't take this as, oh, this, she, she talking bad about it. I love my West Coast. That's my culture. I know I'm from the Midwest, but West Coast is life for me. So, of course, DJ Quick should be having a bigger machine. Um, I do personally blame like Profile Records. And then he was with Arista, and we all know what happened there. And then he tried opening his, I think he has his own record label, Mad Science or something. And that put out um, trauma. Trauma, I look back at it, like I didn't really agree with the, the like how music was going like 2006 to 2008. Like I didn't like the way the direction of hip hop was going. But then I go back and I listen to trauma. Like that album was a slap. Like I love that album. So DJ Quick, yeah, he, he didn't get, the best and he deserves it and it's never too late i mean i understand like quick is like 53 he'll be 53 in like his birthday is the 17th 12 days he has a birthday in 12 days he'll be 53 it's not too late it is not too late for someone to give him a chance to do a stepping stone and he's still touring he's still touring dj quick is the greatest rapper of all time to me dr dre he's great he's a great producer don't get me wrong, but sometimes we don't know where he is or he's in the house somewhere. Quick is still out there. Quick still goes to the studio. <laughs> so, of course, like, I'm going to come on here and defend DJ Quick because DJ Quick's music's been there for me since I was 15 years old. And shout out to Cleo Thomas, the actor, who put me on to DJ Quick. So, of course, I'm just going to, I'm team Quick all day. No offense to Dre. I love Dre, but Quick does deserve it honestly <laughs> i love him dearly terribly and you're gonna get it one day quick you're gonna get that recognition you need you're gonna get that lifetime achievement award i pray you get it at the BET awards if they have not picked it already this year i mean who they <laughs> they need you you if not the BET awards uh naacp image awards if not them the Grammys, because I know you've done some Grammy-nominated work, too. So, team quick all day. All day. So, I'm going to leave it there. That's all I'm going to say. All right? I love them dearly. Both of them. Dearly. Love them. Got all their records. But quick. Quick needs his shine. More shine than he's getting now. Like, you, if people out there are saying, well, he's getting his blah, blah, blah. He needs shine beyond people of social media and their voices. He needs shine from the big wigs. And that's all I'm going to say. So we're going to move on. <laughs> move on to Deion Sanders leaving uh, JSU Jackson State University. So he took a job to Colorado State. And he's not wrong. And y'all can argue with me in my comments on my Instagram too about this one. I say this because one, people switch jobs all the time. <laughs> it's nothing new. Um, 
Deion Sanders has done a lot for Jackson State. He's put money into the campus. Like, he's helped rebuild, like, student centers and stuff from what I hear. He's going to leave that influence. His influence is going to be there. And I've watched sports almost my whole life. When a coach quits, from what I've seen, I mean, I've never seen, like, what's in the, um, what's in, like, the locker rooms and stuff. But they showed a video of Deion Saunders, I think, when they um, introduced the new coach or whatever. He was there to kind of break him in and be there and, like, meet him and all that stuff. Not like the NFL. When a coach gets fired, they leave. They leave. They don't, they don't look back, you know. But Deion was there, and I heard he put money into the um, he put money into the campus and all that stuff. So his his impact is still going to be there, and hopefully when he goes to Colorado State, he can do the same thing for Colorado State. Who knows? He might not stay at Colorado State a whole lot of years. He might go to I don't know somewhere in Florida. Okay, he goes somewhere in Florida. He does the same thing. I think that Deion Saunders is just trying to expand. And just leave his influence and help kids and all that stuff. He's not doing anything wrong to me. And there's nothing that needs to be an uproar about Deion Saunders. He's, uh, Deion Sanders. Saunders is a different, Sanders. Deion Sanders is a brilliant man. He reminds me so much of like an uncle. So what he's doing is great. And I hope he stays on the path to, um, you know, sharing knowledge and just being there for, you know, our, our kids, like (laughs) I'm 28, I'll be 28 next month. So these college kids are way younger than me and I cannot believe it. (laughs) So yeah, he's just being there for the kids. So there's that. (laughs) Did anybody see the surviving R. Kelly, the final chapters of the surviving R. Kelly documentary? So yeah, there is a final chapter of the R. Kelly documentary, and I'm shocked. Let me explain why. So, about three, no, 2017, first set of uh, episodes came out for Surviving R. Kelly. At the time, R. Kelly was free, remember? So then, second set of episodes came out. I think between there, R. Kelly was locked up for a minute. He got out. And then after those episodes came out, he got locked up to where he is now. I thought that after the second set of episodes, R. Kelly's locked up. It's over. It's done. No more surviving R. Kelly. Well, they just announced it uh, earlier, like probably late December. So it came out last week. The episodes, but they announced it was coming out last month on Variety. Basically, it was the episodes that followed the woman's experience as, you know, R. Kelly was going through trial. And we all know what happened to R. Kelly. He was sentenced to 30 years in federal prison, I think, in New York. But he has to, um, he has to, uh, I think he has a few more cases too. He has to come back here for one of the cases and then he has one in Minnesota and there's another one somewhere else I think in New York but they did a New York one so I I, I want to say that but I know for sure here and I know for sure Minnesota so this episode surprised me saw some old faces like uh, Javante Cunningham, Geronda Pace, all those women um and then there was another lady Ebony Doyle and she gave some insight on what was going on what I did not know. Now, mind you, R. Kelly and Aaliyah, they got married before I was born. I didn't know about R. Kelly and Aaliyah's marriage till I was, like, grown. So, Ebony says that she was with Robert. He, she was living with him. All that stuff. And the reason why they broke up was because R. Kelly was looking at her, her daughter and, and all that jazz, blah, blah, blah. But I did not know that... R. Kelly was with another woman when he was married to Aaliyah. I didn't know that. And she shed some light on that. And she said that every time that uh, Ebony, I think her name is Ebony, asked Robert about Aaliyah, he denied it. (laughs) So what's messed up is that he married 
Aaliyah and denied his wife. Like, that is so trifling. That is so trifling, so nasty, so low, just ill. And what also surprised me was uh, Hallie Calhoun. Very pretty girl. And I recognized her as soon as she came on my screen. I remember Hallie, seeing Hallie and Robert in photos, in love, all that stuff, all over the internet, probably back in like 2018, 19, before 2020, before the pandemic. But I saw them a lot on the internet together, booed up and all that stuff. I was pretty surprised that she was being abused. I mean, pictures can be deceiving, but she she got on there and she told her story. And I actually found her Instagram and she's moved on. She has a boyfriend, I think. I mean, I have, let me talk, tell this girl's business. But they, I think they live in Tel Aviv somewhere and she got a boyfriend, but she moved on. But it shed light on a lot of things we didn't know about, like, the situations with R. Kelly. Um, but it wrapped it up. I'm glad it's over. Like, <laughs> I'm glad it's over. I'm glad, like, you know, these women got their justice and R. Kelly is not getting out to hurt anyone else. I remember when R. Kelly got, like, acquitted in 2008. Like, this was before you, like, took your phone. You could watch, stream things on your phone. Like, you could be in the park. You're not at home watching TV, and you watch it on your phone. Nah, back in 2008, we were gathered around a TV, and I was at my auntie. house. My auntie used to live down the street from me. And we gathered around her TV, and we watched R. Kelly get acquitted. And in the documentary... The women were saying, you know, we were nervous, we were scared, all that stuff. And low-key, I was too for them because it's evident, it's out there. I remember watching the DAs and all, well, not the defense attorney, but like the law people, you know, again, y'all, I didn't go to school for law. They were wheeling around boxes and boxes of evidence. I've never seen anything like it, like big office boxes of evidence. And now it's good to know that these women got their 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 justice in R. Kelly's in jail. Um, how did R. Kelly put out an album in jail? The big reveal, the big mystery has been solved. So uh, the album was fake. <laughs> the album was fake. R. Kelly even had to call in from jail saying, that, that album, that's not mine. I didn't do that. So... If you guys didn't know, there was an album called I Admit by R. Kelly, right? And I went to go look for it on Apple Music. I'm not streaming it. I'll probably listen to like a snippet of it. I just want to hear like the quality of it. Because at first, when I heard R. Kelly put out an album, I wanted to hear the quality of it. I wanted to hear like, what was it about? Like really, really briefly. I did not want to listen to it. I just wanted to see how the hell this was done. Turns out it was just a bunch of old songs, not finished, unreleased, all that stuff. And then the album was released like probably early one day. I forgot what day, but it was released. When I heard about it, it was taken down on all social media. So we didn't hear it. So nobody, I mean, some people heard it, but I didn't hear it because I wanted to know what it sounded like. And that's when he said it was not, it's not real. It's, you know, unreleased songs. So who cares? <laughs> I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear it. But that's what happened. They snatched it down. And I don't, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. So I don't think a lot of, um, I think Spotify doesn't have R. Kelly's music anymore. I know for sure Apple Music still has it. And YouTube has it. And then, you know, people in, upload their own individual songs of R. Kelly. So, people stream those songs. The ones who are sing, free, yelling free R. Kelly. Those people. I'm not one of them. But those people. So, when the stream comes in, because R. Kelly's in jail, where does the streaming money go? I just have, that's my question. Like, Robert Kelly's not getting paid for it. I understand, like, with royalties of writers and stuff, but, you know, R. Kelly was, like, his pen, 
everyone say his pen was genius. Like, dude, he wrote a song for Michael Jackson. He wrote with Celine Dion. I will give him that, but that's all I'm going to say. His pen, fire. But everything else, I don't care. So where does the money go? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, he's going, he's like, he's away in prison and he's not getting it out anytime soon. So if you guys know that answer, please let me know so I could just stop being curious and stop trying to pocket watch but i'm just curious so yeah and speaking of music word on the curb is that tupac is putting out more music (laughs) also there's a documentary coming out on fx breath of fresh air but i'm kind of annoyed let me explain why documentary coming on fx is about him and actually his mother so it's a joint documentary Okay, cool. I want to learn more about Afeni Shakur. Tupac, he had like about 50 11 documentaries about him. Tupac Resurrection, and then Who Killed Tupac, and that Tupac and Biggie movie show on USA. Then there was another one, Hip Hop uh, something. Okay, I think we learned everything there is to know about Tupac. But it's cool that they're covering his mother because his mother was in the Black Panthers. Uh, She gave him his name after the Black Panthers, all that stuff. Now, Tupac music. I want them to be very careful with this one, okay? So I hear that, you know, Tupac's estate had a lot of music. I hope they clean it up well. They edit it well. They don't do, like, no, like, I don't know if you guys remember. This was, like, a a year ago or so they put out a remix with biggie it was an unreleased song they had biggie ty dollar sign and someone else i forgot the third person but it's like a remix song they basically took um like a verse from one biggie song <laughs> and they put it on this song with a terrible beat so i hope they don't do that with tupac's music because tupac's music does not deserve that at all so I hope they be careful with it. Clean it up. Bring in the producers that helped them with all eyes on me. Call Daz. Call quick. Let's not let's let me go back to my quick debate though. Tupac's greatest album of all time in his disco bio, disco eh, in his catalog. So I'm not gonna sit here and struggle and say a word. To me, all eyes on me. Why? Because it's a double disc, bunch of hits. Guess who engineered it? DJ Quick. Guess who was a, 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 a producer on there? Das Dillinger. Another one of my favorite uh, producers, along with DJ Battlecat. DJ Battlecat, I don't think, had anything to do with that. But Daz and Quick. So back to this new Tupac album. Bring in Daz and Quick. They got stories of Death Row. They were there. They understand. They knew what Quick wanted. I mean, what Tupac wanted. So bring them in. They did All Eyes on Me. Go back and listen to all how clean All Eyes on Me is. Okay? Clean. I bought a copy from 1996. The original copy. I played that stuff in my car before I sold it. (laughs) Clean. Okay? So do my guy justice. Please. And moving on. I want to send out a rest in peace. I hate it that we have to start the year with rest in peace, but rest in peace to Pele. Soccer legend, um, he passed away at the age of 82. I think he had cancer. He was a very uh, popular soccer player back in like the 70s and 80s. So rest in peace to him. I wasn't born in the 70s and 80s, so I can't say a lot, but rest in peace. I already was a lot change. Uh, Rest in peace to Barbara Walters. Uh, If it wasn't for her, I would not be doing what I do. I looked up to her. Uh, She was a journalist. She was on The View. She interviewed hella, like, famous people, presidents, everybody. She even interviewed Justin Bieber. (laughs) Like, she's a legend. She's a legend. Uh, She passed away at the age of 93. Um, She didn't make an appearance for some years because, you know, declining health. And God called her home at 93 years old. So she lived a great life. God bless her. And lastly, rest in peace to Gangsta Boo of 3-6 Mafia. Um, this one I did not expect. Um, from what I know, um, she passed away on her porch. Um, she lives in Memphis. She lived in Memphis. 
and they found her dead on her porch and um tmz is saying that it was a possibility of drugs but i don't want to say what killed her i don't want to say all that i just want to say rest in peace gangsta boo she was so beautiful i've seen i was looking at pictures of her all day uh, the other day she was beautiful just a beautiful beautiful woman so did you guys see the drama between Bow Wow and JD and Master P versus Romeo? So Master P and Romeo, they did like, they said their sorries and stuff, but they were beefing because Master P says something on, in, on social media and basically Romeo bar- barging like, let me tell you why this is BS. So yeah, that was that, but they got it together. And not surprised because every time I look on Masterpiece social media and I do follow him on Instagram, it kind of looks staged. Like, like if you watch some of his videos, it's like, look at my big house in Calabasas. And now like, put the camera on me so I can talk about what I want to talk about. Isn't that weird to y'all? Like, you know, I don't really like behavior like that. But Romeo called them out and they went back and forth for a few days and they patched it up or whatever but jd and bow wow, i don't know why bow wow keep attacking jd for some reason like jd was your father like not your biological father but he raised you he raised you in the industry and he raised you outside the industry like i see some videos on bow wow's instagram when i don't follow him but sometimes it pops up on his like on the for you thing and he's hanging out with his family like with JD and JD got two daughters and all this stuff. And he was around when Jermaine Dupree was with Janet Jackson, all that stuff. So I don't know if they ever patched it up, but I just hate that that happens. And sometimes show business does ruin families. It is what it is. So um, get it together, JD and Bow Wow. Y'all family. And, and I'm talking outside like the hit records and stuff. Y'all are family. Get it together. Um. So prayers up to DeVar Hamlin. Unfortunately, he was that very young uh, football player who went into cardiac arrest during a game uh, Sunday. Um, He's been in the hospital for a few days. Uh, Good news, though. He's been showing improvement. He's still in ICU, but he is showing improvement. So, road to recovery, prayers, and thoughts to him. Um, But Shannon Sharp and Skip Skip did kind of tweet something insensitive. I don't want to pull it up because it's just, I don't want to be messy like that. But it was insensitive. Shannon didn't go to work Monday, but he came back to work, I think, Tuesday or today, Wednesday. I don't remember. But he argued Skip down. And I don't blame him because Shannon was a football player. Like, Shannon played in the NFL. Like, he understands. Skip, I don't remember Skip playing in no football league. I, I don't. I'm sorry. So... Shannon has experience in the NFL. Skip, you don't. So Shannon's right. And there's that. But yes, the young man is showing improvement. I'm very happy about that because cardiac arrest is a very scary situation. So more prayers to him. It's our prayers that's keeping him going. Um, Rush Hour 4 is in the works. I'm very happy about that, but very worried. Now, Rush Hour 1. Los Angeles, Rush Hour 2, China, Rush Hour 3, Los Angeles and China. So where will this one be? <laughs> and you know what's weird? Bad Boys, we have Bad Boys 3, right? Bad Boys 3 was filmed in Atlanta. Are they going to take Rush Hour to Atlanta? If they do, I don't know how that will work, you know. So we'll see about that. And lastly, Tory Lanez is found guilty of shooting Megan Thee Stallion. I'm going to say this. Megan Thee Stallion did get her justice. Um, Tory should not have shot her. And then her friend was involved, too. I don't know if her friend got something. I think she got immunity. I don't know. But Tory Lanez, shame on you. Why did you do that? Shame, shame, shame. And I'm talking about, no, not a slap on the wrist. No, I think he's looking at some years, too. Protect our black women, please. Protect our black women. That's all I'm going to say because the whole situation was messed up. And the story had a lot of twists and turns. It was just nasty. And all that matters is just, uh, Megan got her justice. So, And uh, that's it for me, guys. Um, 
thank y'all so much for listening. And I don't know. I I felt like I was just rambling on this episode. Maybe because I haven't done a podcast in a while. But thank y'all so much for listening. Again, you can follow me on Instagram, a-marie-son-of-tom. You can follow the official Thompson and Stuff podcast on Instagram as well. Thompson and Stuff official on that podcast. Um, you can follow me on TikTok, Amanda Marts one. You'll follow me on uh, I don't I have a Snapchat, but I don't use it, and I don't like Snapchat, so let's not do that. Um, <laughs> follow me on Twitter, a dash son of Tom. I don't know. Just uh, when you look up when you are on Twitter, just look up Sovereign on Southland. That's me. Um, thank y'all for listening. Uh, hope you guys enjoy the new year. I'm not disappearing for the year. <laughs> I will talk to y'all soon. Hopefully, don't put, don't quote me on it. My birthday is next month, so hopefully, I will put out a podcast before my birthday. Uh, I promise. I, I always say like, yeah, I'm gonna not do this, but life, man, life. I'm juggling other things. I'm writing books. I'm back to writing manuscripts. Hopefully, I'm gonna put some books out. If you want to purchase a book, go to Amazon.com. Me and Angela, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, AJ Townsend, 101, 102. The Meridian Dream. They are all for sale. Get your book and enjoy. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Shout out to Germany. Shout out to Macedonia. And shout out to all y'all. Peace.